This is Commander Mills. We've crash-landed on an uncharted planet. There's something alien out there. Welcome to The Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. Be a part of the conversation as industry insiders, genre lovers, and cinephiles dare to peek beyond the curtains of imagination and dive into the art of cinema. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. Now here's your host, Armand Haddad. All right, gentlemen. Diego, thank you so much for coming back. Mike, thank you so much for coming back. Last time we gathered was The Touch of Evil. Yeah. What a different movie. <laughs> I know. And now we're here talking about 65, the latest movie starring Adam Driver and yeah. Ariana Grande. Was it really Ariana Grande? No, but her name was Ariana. Okay. I was like. It was Ariana G. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, like, was it Ariana, Ariana L. Grande? You know, <laughs> like when they had the two names in Hollywood with yeah. an initial like. <laughs> God, can you even imagine? So, yeah, Diego, this was your idea. <laughs> <laughs> i know you subjected this uh to us honestly you sent me the trailer and like i knew the movie was coming out and i watched the trailer and i was sold simply because of the idea of the trailer yep. that the movie itself i knew wasn't going to be good but whatever mike you went into us blind i did and I mean, let's... I thought I thought I was going to get another movie where Adam Driver like cries a lot in like <laughs> some emotionally complex like social instrument of destiny occurs, but no, it was like a dinosaur movie, mm-hmm. and uh, that took a like I was slowly accepting that as the scenes were passing, I was like, okay, there's planets, uh, there's space, there's a space government, and there's oh, there's dinosaurs. Okay, that's that's. That's that's too much. That's 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 like the kid who puts sprinkles on his fucking French yeah. fries, not because oh he's thinking about it, but because he's just combining things that he likes. Mm-hmm. That was this movie. Like that was it. Really was. That's that's going to be my teaser intro of my opinion for anyone wondering. Like. <laughs> so Diego, yes, what drew you towards this movie? Man, you were so you were a stand for sixty five. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, uh, well, I'd like to declare that, um, this was months ago <laughs> that I said, hey, we should watch this movie. <laughs> um, and now, like, I went yeah. blind, man. Yeah, I know. I'm glad you did. That sounds like a great time. So yeah, <laughs> then I was blinded. Oh, uh, well, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't know. For, for me, when I just saw it, I, I just thought, ah, oh, cool. All right, it's uh, it's it's a uh, this humanoid like human that's stuck on the planet um, Earth sixty five million years ago, yep. and he's got to survive against dinosaurs. I thought this sounds like a blast. Honestly, like I like right. sci fi and just the idea of like someone else coming to our planet um, during that time just sounded like a lot of fun. That's what drew me into this story because mm-hmm. I'm watching the trailer. And the tagline in the trailer, it was like, 65 million years ago, humanity discovered Earth. And I was like, oh, my God, I See, have to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I had seen that, I would have thought back to, like, um, what was the, like, claymation on Nickelodeon in the 90s? Like, Prometheus and Bob. Yes. Oh, Five wow. million years ago. Or whatever yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I just, I, I liked it. It was fun. It was yeah. a really fun movie. Mm-hmm. It was fun even when it was bad. And it was frequently bad. But it was a really fun movie of yeah. like, I get to watch this. What was that gun? What was the design of that gun? I thought Earth. it was cool. I Earth. liked it. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. liked that gun, though. I was like, yeah, if if that future NRA has like this <laughs> thing on their billboard, they're going to like, just keep their numbers up. Space like, force. Yeah. We're still going to have school shootings in like, you know, 65 million years, you know, like I guess we went backwards, but uh. Oh my God. So, I mean, Mike, you went into this blind. Yes. What were your thoughts? Because like I went into this, I was like, Oh, I was intrigued by the whole, like, Oh, like, Ancient humans discovered the planet. Oh, there's dinosaurs, sci-fi, dinosaurs. You went into this blind. Yeah. This unfolded before (laughs) your eyes. What was going through your mind? 
it was you have to remember that expository entrance the order like i was saying before like the things that were shown of first it's space that it's like a separated family and then there's like cancer oh is it going to be about the daughter no it's not going to be about the daughter at all right. okay so it's going to be about adam driver working the tough job for his like okay it's space but it's a tough job for his space family and we're gonna have this like family drama of adam driver making ugly faces while under emotional strain like he does best and like that was my that was my initial that was my initial guess and then they're like, oh, it crash lands. It's like, OK, it's going to be survival. Fuck yeah. Like Metroid Dead Space. I'm here for it. And then it's like, oh, he finds a child. And it's like, OK, so they're like not brother and sister. He's like not clearly going to be the dad character of, you know, Last of Us or whatever. And then he and then there's just dinosaurs. And it's like you have you've successively uh, you have downgraded after each of these steps the emotional stakes of this movie like we evolved from like depth like they 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 showed family depth in the first scene they could have gone from there they they showed like every single thing that they show got downgraded by the next element added to it i i that was what i thought of like well i'm not going to take the movie this seriously anymore well i'm not going to take the movie this seriously anymore Mm -hmm. and then finally the dinosaurs like Bro, get some popcorn. You're gonna have a good time. Like yeah. that's that's all it was. It was like have another slice of pizza. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously. Because mm-hmm. like that intro scene, we had Adam Driver and Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and like it's like this nice family unit. And little did I know that that was gonna be her only scene because we never <laughs> see her ever yeah. again. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was yeah that was yeah the whole thing with the daughter. Like, mm-hmm. and then she just gets like. She's just gone off screen, like stops being yeah. a plot event. And you're yeah. like, well, that was every that was the opening scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. And you just quiet. You, you just resolve that away in a way that it wasn't even important enough to show us. You That's know? when the movie 65 stopped being a movie. And it yeah, became there, well, that's what I mean. There were moments that. where you kept going. Okay, well, it's not that good of a movie, but yeah. now we have a this movie, and then finally you're like, okay, well, as you pointed out, the production, the sets, you saw them being reused. I didn't yes. even pick that up. Rock walls. Yeah, I, I didn't pick that up either. No, I, I was like, oh my god, and and like the the I feel so bad because if the people who made this movie like find this podcast and seek me out, and they'll be like, you hurt my feelings. I'm just gonna be like, you have to pursue excellence seriously. I'm sorry, like. I think what we were really looking at there was this six, you know, like I said, a successive downgrade of what your expectations should be for the movie emotionally. And then what you should expect of the movie in terms of it's like plot logic or it's story design. It just felt like it kept going down, 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 down. I was eventually I was just like, well, I guess we're just watching this objective get cleared, you know? Yeah. It was a series of events that the character, it was like a video game. Get to this yeah. objective. Get to this part of the level. Go to this part. Yeah. Oh, now you unlock this mm-hmm. until you get to the end of the game. Diego, uh, mm-hmm. how'd you feel about all that? So I guess I will. I'm you the one point to this movie to us. I know. I know. I feel like the one thing at one point I am like kind of thinking about in the connection between the um, between Adam Driver and his daughter was that he. He knew like how sick, you know, she was and he was hopeful that, you know, that um, he was hopeful that she was going to get better and things took a turn for the worse. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we eventually find out that she passes and it it almost kind of feels like, you know, maybe that was kind of part of what the movie was trying to do is almost make it not like almost a second thought for him because now he's just trying to like survive in the wild, Mm -hmm. you know, and whatnot. It just came to me right now. Mm-hmm. So like, okay. So the whole point of this movie is that Adam Driver gets a job where he is on a spaceship, goes to another planet. His salary is increased by threefold. So that money is going to go to his family. Then that, you know, they can figure out how to cure their, their child. I didn't realize. So like the movie progresses, they crash land on the planets and there's a whole bunch of like hollow. Yeah. The holograms. Yeah. Those tapes were transmitted to the spaceship during his journey. 
The family was oh, transmitting messages yeah. to Adam Driver while he was in cryo sleep. And the distance is so far from their home world, wherever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the time he would get to his destination, his family probably would be dead. If we if we use like a special relativity, when you go, you know, close to the speed of light, time slows down for you. Okay, okay. But not so for everyone I was else. confused by that. How did she die exactly? I don't know. Cancer. Some kind of illness. Yeah. But she just like died from it, and Ooh. just kind of like, yeah, all the money you offered didn't help. Like, what? Why bring that up as part of the plot? Like, I, I feel yeah, like for a reason like, why he took the job. And be away from his family for two years, knowing that she was so sick. And he felt like he, you know, I mean, typical, if we're just thinking of the typical portrayal of masculinity in any kind of movie, right? It's just like, I'm the hero. I'm here to save the day. I'm here to make all of the sacrifices for my child. So Adam Driver's character is just this typical, like, family need money. I must provide. So that's, you know, that's why he took the job. That's why he was like balancing why she was sick. And at the same time, why, you know, why he felt like he felt bad for leaving, Mm -hmm. you know, it's equivalent of like a father going to work on an oil rig for like three months to Mm -hmm. provide for his family. Yeah. I just, I wouldn't have even like started the movie then at the stuff about his family. I would like start it with them already crashed and he's already found her. And then they have a flashback of how he found her and why bother with the rest? Cause it didn't really, it didn't really, I, I feel like it stopped then or then why not end the movie early? Like, and then he got away with her. What's the point in showing like they had some tribulations and then they got away together. Like why well, do the movie in the first place? Well, I mean, there yeah. wasn't really a clear climax that related to the beginning of the film. You know, I, that that's what I was looking for was like, how, what is, what is the structure of this movie? When is this supposed to begin and end? Like, that's a big question to ask of movies even biographies like like the Steve Jobs films are all of them have a different idea of when to start and when to end the story. And this just sort of it started and ended a different uh, for different reasons, you know, without unifying them. So I think that's down to the writing. So this is written and directed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods, a directorial calling them out duo. Yes. <laughs> All of their films prior to this. So this is like a sci-fi. It's a sci-fi movie. Yeah. All of their previous scripts were horror films. Slashers, and thrillers. And the other thing. The movie wasn't scary. Like I was expecting scary. It's just about dinosaurs. Crash yeah, I was on like, planet, not... survive. Oh, God. I'm mm-hmm. in the jungle. Yeah, I can't think of another movie with dinosaurs where I was like this, like, I don't know what the word is, not scared. Like uh, The Land Before Time. Okay, I mean, like sentimental, like films aside, it's know. because it's it's you know they the characters are going through the movie with this you know star mode, like they're invincible, no yeah. matter what they're gonna get to the shit that they need to. But at the end of the day, you know, it's you just know that they're going to survive. Yeah, okay, maybe you get something bad like your shoulder dislocating. Oh, it's intense. But you're going to survive. Like, I, I did kind of feel like that was like some of the dinosaur scenes were just like lackluster just because you knew they were going to make it. Some yeah. of the dinosaurs are yeah, cool. That's a good point. But eh. there's no tension. There's yeah. no stakes. Yeah, that's that's a good. Yeah, that's the, the, the idea. Like, OK, I know what kind of narrative this is now. Like, it's just, you know, it's a relay course as a movie, you know, like. It shouldn't have given itself away as that, even if that like Jurassic Park ends up being that Jaws ends up being that. But you care about the characters. Yeah. But I mean, in terms of, yeah, that too. I mean, that's a big issue. But you also the plot feels more like it's pulling you than it's pushing you. Mm -hmm. You know, like Mm -hmm. you're not just going from scene to scene. And for this, it was like they wanted some, I don't know, they wanted some set pieces. and. They weren't even that good a set piece. This is when we're in the cave. This is yeah. when we're in quicksand. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. now there's three T-Rexes. 
Yeah. And like there was almost a cool moment of letting Adam Driver die in the leaves where they Uh just held on the shot. Like, like not to bring it back to David Lynch, but it was almost a David (laughs) Lynch thing or, you know, a a whole lot of directors who don't show the worst part of it. Mm -hmm. They just let it hang on the fact that you don't know what it is, you know, like that that i was like oh this is gonna be good and then it was like no she the logic didn't even make sense she bends the branch down to like Mm -hmm. that just kind of gently you know reaches exactly where it needs to be and it's like okay you guys were ready to be done with the scene you were like Mm -hmm. yeah we held the shot and you know give him the branch you know i uh just um my latest obsession uh lately has been berserk and the whole the whole thing is, uh, you know, struggle on struggler. Yeah. And you know, the way the main character gets through everything, it's, it's not pretty, you know, but he's still like surviving everything. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, this like movie needed to be more intense. Obviously if they're going to survive something, make it like, make it gory, make it intense. If it's already a horror movie, why not just crank it up? You know? So Yeah. Crank it up. I was expecting at least Jurassic Park level gore and thriller or graphics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. when she gets on the beach with all the pterodactyls, like what was that? Was that like the was that like the fucking cheapest rendering engine that you got as an offer for like a quote? Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, I don't know. I was just like, who? Who looked at this and said, I care about my work. This looks good. Like, Hey, do you like this? Yeah, it's great. Uh, but I didn't <laughs> polish it yet. Uh, okay. <laughs> Don't tell me these things. Like, God, I'm kind of, this is being, I feel like it's being unfair. Who knows the situation? I just know it didn't yield a good product. Sorry. Mm. Like, oh. No. <laughs> you know, I'm going to give the directors the benefit of the doubt because like, this is like the Sony movie. I'm going to bring it up. I teased it uh, when we were watching the movie yeah. because like for 65, this was an exclusive theatrical release. This was not straight so that's to gonna streaming. Kill it. People get there and they're like, oh, I'm going to my exclusive release. And all their friends who stayed home streaming are like, how was it? Were a bunch of people who like smelled bad and the movie sucked. And it was like, well, the movie <laughs> sucked. Yeah. Mm. Like, I don't know. Like, Well, 65. Bombed. In really? Really? Oh, he went to see- who was it appealing to? Like, I mean, look at this I movie. Completely it's a sci-fi and there's dinosaurs. It's a movie that nobody asked for. Uh, starring Adam Driver, and it's like, who's going to watch this? Because, like, mm-hmm. Sony was so hell-bent, like, no, this is not going to be streaming. This is going to be on you know, in theaters. If they had filmed it like Crank or something, like just a really just over-the-top sort of thing where yeah. it's aware of what it is, like, I don't know. But 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 the, the style was, I don't know, it was too flat for that, you know? It took itself very seriously. With, yeah, and it shouldn't have. And if it is going to take itself seriously, it needs to be more horrific. And it wasn't. You're you're going to say something, Diego? Yeah, you know, I guess now thinking about it, um, I if it's not the visuals, if it's also, of course, the visuals that they're aiming for because they want this to be a theatric release, yeah. then it has to be within the sound. And I'm thinking back into this movie, and I cannot remember like any time during the movie where it felt like a unique different kind of sound that really made you feel like that really made you fear like a dinosaur like you didn't hear like oh, any like yeah. rattling or anything like yeah, that there was no tension no distinct release. yeah no distinct animalistic sound yeah. that made me kind of feel like i am just like not connecting with how terrifying these things are right yeah they didn't the parasite was the most terrifying where he opens her mouth. Oh, I was like, dude, it's going to be some King Kong shit. It's going to be like the guy that got eaten by the lampreys. I still have nightmares about that, man. (laughs) I have never seen that scene for the, actually, no, I did look it up in my older years, but as a kid, I definitely closed my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Good old body horror. I remember watching it and thinking, is this necessary? Like, you're trying to drive home the tension by, like, scarring me. Like, I'm not giving credits to Peter Jackson for that. It's for the gentle moments and, you know. That's the the business, baby. (laughs) It's about that sensation. Exactly. Which this movie, 65, had none of it. Yeah. I, God, I feel guilty for Touch of Evil. 
So the fact that I didn't look up this movie at all and I like absolved myself of all decisions <laughs> and both of you looked up the movie and both of you knew, <laughs> you knew and you, you put me in traffic, you know, yeah. like <laughs> you put me in traffic. Okay. What I will, go, Mike. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> what I will say though, is that we're due. The next one is going to be, we're just all going to sing praises. Oh, this movie is still cool though. There's yeah, some cool well, things about it, I promise. I like Mulholland Drive never got better than that. No, that would be that would be terrible. No, then then we'd be like um I don't know, basketball. Give me a a low mid tier NBA team. Uh, Where the Bulls. bro bro, if you can't if you can't make the reference, just next slide. <laughs> I'm I'm like, let's can we build this idea together? Because I can't The Bulls like, haven't been good since Derek Rose. Oh next on ESPN. Anyways, the that, was next, the next, vo- that was a pretty good voice. Thank you. The next <laughs> movie is going to be much better than this, but we're still talking about 65 because like, I didn't give a shit about this movie. I cared about what the movie was about, which is about an ancient alien civilization oh, discovering gonna, earth. I thought you were going to get transcendent with it. Like it's really about the friends we made along the way, like, or, you know, it's about isolation or it's like an inversion of the genre. Mm-hmm. It's about family. Mm. It's the Evangelion of like monster survivor movies, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. Yes. Adam Driver at the end, he's just like, oh, it is the zenith between Adam Driver's yelling and dinosaurs shitty CGI. See, what if they had done like the reversal was like. The whole movie, she doesn't trust Adam Driver, and then she starts trusting him, and then he actually turns out to be tricking her, and it'd be evil at the end or something. What you're describing is an actual movie. <laughs> <laughs> what we got was CGI fest start to finish, and actors that weren't directed well, Adam Driver's like looking the wrong direction when the dinosaurs are coming after him. He's like looking up in the sky like, whoa. But I want to take like a constructivist, like what do you guys think were obvious better alternatives? Did you have a thought like that? To make this story better? Yeah, or like a given scene where you were like, oh, I could have done that better. Or like, oh, well, it's obvious you should have done this. Why did they do that? What would have been cool, which is like bigger picture, yeah. Is if Adam Driver either well he should have died by the end of the movie. I felt like it was leading up to that and like the directors subverted my expectations by having him live. But anyways, I think it would have been cool. Like what's the point of humanity going to or whatever they are mm-hmm. uh going to Earth before humans evolved? It could have been cool if it was like a Prometheus thing where it's like, oh, he seeded the planets. <laughs> He is the protogenitor of the human race. That could have been cool. Well, wasn't that? I, I agree uh, with that. I wasn't that, that literally? Uh, uh, what's it called? Prometheus. Yeah, like same movie, <laughs> same name. Like, yeah, they, they've they've already done it. So I get why they didn't want to. They wanted to do something else, but this was kind of just like it was like a buffet where it has like Chinese food and hamburgers. It's like <laughs> you're just adding all these things together and they don't really go together well, other spaceships. than the fact you yeah they're dinosaurs. salty and oily but mm-hmm. kylo ren mm-hmm. but i don't know i it was definitely like fun but if i knew if i knew going in it was going to be like this i would have watched it like a sports game like i would have just mm-hmm. like kicked back and been like which of the dinosaurs is going to get killed oh i know? was making obnoxious comments during this movie because i just <laughs> felt like i was it was fun too like yeah. i felt it was like it's a it's a good like it was like throw popcorn at the screen yeah like if for some reason i think of rocky horror picture show oh yeah Yeah, it's just that kind of style this would have been great at the music box oh Oh, yeah that would have been a good time if i would have been like oh man (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah oh man though i I would would, to answer your question though mike i I was thinking about i think uh this movie needed i know uh i think trying to survive on a planet that's a about to blow up is uh intense enough i think that they needed more expendable characters i know the whole point was to get rid of all the expendable characters in the beginning because it's cheaper that way yeah yeah. i mean the other thing i was gonna say was this movie felt like it went through a lot of rewrites like we're gonna have a team we can't afford a team we're gonna kill the team like, (laughs) (laughs) like 
Like, oh, they're going to be related. They're not going to be related. Well, he's going to, like, adopt her. No. Well, we're going to actually make it, like, the mom. Like, oh, no. Like, we're going to make it, like, the kid. Oh, okay. Like, like it just, like, you could tell that they, like, didn't define these things enough. I don't know if it was instinct to leave it wide open, like, this lack of definition. Mm-hmm. But, you know, good it's storytelling. That way. Yeah, it hits these precision points of detail that imply greater detail. And I didn't see that here. I was like, "Come on, what? What is this?" It also you know? came out came out came out at the same time as The Last of Us. Right. So all I could think yeah. about was like uh, this being kind of like Wish a response, yeah, a response to the Pedro, uh, a response to the uh, the Last of Us hype. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, let's ride this wave. And yeah, we have like eighteen bucks. Let's we got eighteen bucks. <laughs> Do you know the 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 money? The like, how much? Money? Oh, the budget. Yeah, the budget Ooh, and, and the box office. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you. And then what? So, if making double the amount is considered of the budget is yes. considered a successful movie, because you have to consider marketing. Uh, mm. And okay, so the budget was forty-five million dollars. Mm-hmm. That's sure. not. I mean, like, what was the budget of everything, everywhere at once? Forty-five Ooh, million dollars. So it was forty five million dollars. It's earned in the box office uh sixty million. Sixty million. Sixty million? Six D. Yeah, so it didn't make back its money. It was a bomb. Uh, that's still more than I thought it would be. Yeah, honestly, same. That is more than what I thought like, it was. Paycheck too. was a better movie and made less, I think. But everything everywhere was uh hundred and forty one million dollars. Oh, it was? Yeah. Wow. Like it had a fuck ton of special effects. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, but I remember people saying that wasn't a lot for a movie of its type. Maybe they were comparing it to like Marvel films or something. I don't know. That's a oh wait no, that was the box office returns. Uh, It was a fourteen million (laughs) dollars. Damn. Heck. Heck yeah. Damn, we could have had four of those. That's crazy. (laughs) That's so cool. That's so cool. I'm glad. Yeah, no one wanted to see that dinosaur movie. But yeah, it came out also at the same time as, uh, I believe, the Evil Dead movie that came out. You have a lot of Evil Dead movies. I know. (laughs) And I didn't know this until the credits rolled. Sam Raimi is the producer of this film. And I'm like... What the yeah, <laughs> but this movie feels like a movie Sam Raimi would have like found in a video store and been like, "This needs a re-release," you know? Like, yeah, this is a B movie from the seventies, yeah. like, and it was like almost like if they had made some of it a little bit tweaked, it could have been like a campy callback. But mm-hmm. it yes. was like trying mm-hmm. to take itself seriously in a level it couldn't. Yes, and uh, mm-hmm. doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. You know? No, I was so disappointed but um i do want to switch gears because diego was asking me about this because like the whole reason i was even interested in this film (laughs) is because of the ancient astronaut theory that was uh implied in the trailer oh i'm excited diego yes what do you know about the ancient astronaut theory um well i'm gonna guess that the ancient astronaut theory I'm not saying I believe in this, but go on. Is um, literally the person that uh, taught the Egyptians how to make uh, the pyramids. That is correct. It's like, to me, something that's grounded in that because the Egyptians built the pyramid is like the logarithmically exponential crypto like racism of like, well, people from there couldn't have built that. You know, like, that's what that's really grounded on as a predicate. We can't even build that today. Yeah, we can. We no, just, we can't. Okay, have you not noticed how, like, the the, the more Here that we, we try to make, the more that we try to make housing this accessible universal thing, the quality of it goes down. Because the whole way that, like, it's locked into the system of, you know, if, if standards are going to go up and if technological advancement is going to go up, where are we going to divest from to make it cheaper? Uh, the quality of it, right? Like we, we, we can't build pyramids today. The same reason that Victorian England couldn't prevent starvation. Like they very deliberately built the system to excel at one thing and not care about another thing, you know, like I, like I, I don't look at how sturdy the building we're in right now is it was built in 1880 and you're like, yeah, I'll be in here if the 
nuke gets dropped on the loop over there like it'll stay standing who knows like but you get you take any of the new bills that are made of plywood like no it's not gonna and even the brick ones is tear down brick it's tear off brick like it's single thickness brick you know the in wrigleyville they had a whole bunch of condos built in the in i think it was the early to mid 90s that all had they just soaked up moisture like a sponge and I forget the name of this condition, but basically there isn't enough of an air gap and there isn't enough drainage behind, you know, the brick in these buildings. So are we talking about architectural accomplishments? We're in a dark age of architecture. Like that's that'll be my defense. I would say Victorian England or like early America, like they not only built brick buildings, they would move them down the street on jacks, you know? That's why I miss old Wrigleyville because old Wrigleyville had the faint smell of urine. It looked a little bit dirty. It had But hey, character. so does Venice and Paris, so, you know, like... Mm-hmm. And, but mm-hmm. because it's old. Wrigleyville isn't all that old. It just, just no, looked... No, there was no, no, a no, sheen no, of you, grime. There was character. There was an edge to okay, sheen okay, okay, of okay. Okay, but, but there's an... There's an with, with now it looks like a fucking mall. Right. But, you know, the cringy phrase like honest design, like now it's been used to death. But when they usually talk about that, they're talking about this idea of how the materials are sort of unified to the utility. And as a result, over usage, the materials will be shaped and affected. So when you have well-designed stairs, even as they're worn down, you walk up the stairs of a university and it sounds and feels beautiful to walk up these worn down marble stairs. You look at Venice. Yeah, it's falling apart and it smells like piss. Why does it look so beautiful? Because they built it with real like render, real stone, Mm -hmm. like everything is actually wood. You could put like plastic and vinyl wrap through that kind of weather. And what would you end up with? Right. You you would end up with. Well, what Oklahoma looks like after a tornado or something like it would not. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but sorry, I went way off on the tangent about the pyramids. I just I think it's easily believable that the Egyptians built the pyramids. I do believe that they built it because like in my research, anatomically, you know, modern humans, the way we are right now, have existed for 300,000 years. That means ancient man was just as smart as us. They didn't have the same technology that we know of. So they had other technology. Maybe even older. Like we don't know whether or not like where the cutoff was for language. Exactly. So, which I'm going to get into Atlantis in a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I do believe the Egyptians made the pyramids, but how did they make them? That's the thing. Because like if we do, if we go like the whole traditional, like, oh, they use like, independent contractors or slaves to build it by hand using ropes and pulleys and logs. It would have taken them like hundreds of years, but they didn't, it didn't take hundreds of years. It took like uh, a few decades to build. So it's like they built them rather quickly and they're huge structures. So it's like, yeah, I mean, they're stone. If it was made out of wood, I think it would be more of an achievement, you know, like it, it, there's, there's, there's not a lot of, shearing force against stone in the egyptian desert like there there it's there's 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 you're really just dealing with i'm not an architect and i shouldn't go into this but like you there isn't a lot of complexity here you're not trying to withstand a wet season you're not trying to withstand like a hurricane you're you're not going to deal with mildew because anything's going to dry out you essentially just need to move large rocks in place and it will hold up as long as you're mathematically precise. And the Egyptians were mathematically precise about things like Ceres way before anyone in Asia or Europe was. They were really, ma- yeah, okay, they were competing with like maybe the Mesopotamians or Indus Valley. I don't know that timeline. But the point is we're just talking generally about how they're an ancient society. And the Egyptians knew enough mathematics that it would have been easily possible to do that. And the Greeks, who were only marginally more beyond them, did similar things that seem impressive. We even see societies that didn't have an alphabet, don't have a recorded history, like the terra firma civilization of the Po Valley in Italy that had these, you know, villages on stilts and like 
complex waddle and daub architecture and they don't even have a name they don't have a known legacy they were doing stuff like that you find the the in in indigenous america especially where they were short on water like in in peru and bolivia the and i'll finish up this thought there there are these artificially created underground rivers that move for miles in low rainfall areas that are tens of thousands of years old and it's 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 more speaking to that we've been this alienated into thinking that we can't do that. Yeah, a bunch of people with an elementary school education can build the pyramids. That's my opinion. You know. Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> and this is why it's so thought-provoking on not only the construction of the pyramids, but yeah. also the geometrics of the pyramid. I'm going to mm-hmm. blow your mind, Diego. Okay. The circumference of the Great Pyramid of Giza, if you divide it by a very specific number, which is deliberate, yeah. it is the circumference of the Earth. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Earth. And from top to bottom of the pyramid, it's also the height of the earth. How did they know this? Because they had access to information that we don't know that they knew about. They had access to technology that we didn't know about. They had access to trigonometry, man. Exactly. How did they learn that? Well, I mean, you can go off into the distance and you can put a stick up and you can see the curvature of the earth. If you put a pinhole right across every fence post for 100 miles, the curvature of the earth is going to cause you to not see the light being shown on the other side. So then it's a matter of checking how close you have to be with that pinhole to see where the curvature becomes like, you know, non-trivial. And, and, and you, you may not know all the trigonometry and angles, but you might observe that certain things are. Okay. But this is also like thinking that they have a way of doing this, right? This is a way that ancient Egyptians had, ancient Egyptians had a way of doing this. Like, do we have, do we know what kind of tools do we know what kind of instruments they use? Yeah. We, I mean, we do, we have archeology span of it. Like we, I mean, that we have found there's plenty of stuff that has lost the time. I mean, by the time we got to the common era or AD, the pyramids were already ancient history by the time Rome was around, you know? Yeah, I mean, they were ancient history. They were literally the the Egyptians of the newer kingdoms were actually doing archaeology on the older kingdoms because this was literally tens of thousands of years. Our idea of ancient Egyptian history, it's not like pre-Socratic and Socratic, whatever, where it's a few hundred years, if like that much. This was tens of thousands of years. You have a single society that has an awareness of continuity, right? You have to remember they have writing. Even if they're really bad at math, if somebody figures out how to count and skip by two and that's all they figured out, you don't have to relearn that anymore if you have a writing system. Like To put in perspective, Diego, mm-hmm. us looking back to ancient Rome, that amount of time is the same amount of time ancient Rome is looking back to the construction of the pyramids. Okay, that was my next question, was that – like, it, do we know – so we, we obviously know the societies – that built these right it's not like that we don't know who created these i mean we like we know their personal narrative from hieroglyphs which are often very close to propaganda right they're like they're the only literally the only narrative that can be written and Mm. they will declare what they will declare they will cover their ass in a way they want to cover their ass as you can see in conflicting reports between these different local societies and them talking about how a war turned out right Mm -hmm. or something like that so you see that if 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 you have a whole bunch of people who don't have a lot of intelligence but every generation or every shift is handing a book over of everything everyone in that shift has learned or everyone in that job has learned over time you will slowly gain a body of knowledge because knowledge now escapes the cycle of life and death in a human. That's a really important advancement. It gives us a whole lot more intelligence 
for our actual intelligence. Now intelligence starts building on itself like it never did before. You could have maybe hoped to have like some cultural norms and continued transmissions. And sure, there were verbal poems and all of that. But what you really got out of this uh, early writing system is the ability of a society to learn upon itself and build upon itself in a massive scaled way. And the biggest benefit is in that lack of intelligence. I just, that's, that's the way that I look at it structurally. This is like a lot of me throwing in original research and opinions. So like I'm here for the rebuttal. I don't know if I have a rebuttal, but here's another thing. Okay. These uh, structures, the pyramids, I'm going to link it back to ancient astronaut theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're also celestially aligned to Alpha Centauri. The way that they're built, the Great Pyramid and the other two pyramid, are celestially aligned to the stars in the sky of We're, Alpha Centauri. Huh. The nearest star to our star. I guess, yeah, it would also be where would you be standing? Oh, but I guess you could also. When it was built. Okay. Okay. When it was built, that makes sense. I wonder who, who it was built for. And I'm sure they had, you know, I am sure they had, Oh, I see. I see what you did there. Mm -hmm. I see what you did there. Okay. And then the Illuminati and then on the dollar (laughs) bill with the, the eye at the top of the pyramid. Hence steal the declaration of independence. Yes. And then hence the eye is like, it represents the third eye because there's one eye eye. for us, which is also Egyptian. Okay, I see what you did there. Yeah, that that was that was a cool story. I I was gonna say <laughs> no. I was well, giving me a look. Yeah, no. I was just like I I talked for so long. I just want you to completely outline you know everything you're saying because mm-hmm. I don't want to make this like me. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah and no, then like, yeah. So okay. So I get. So yeah. So you know for for whoever this um pyramid was built for right it's clearly it's a representation to there it was not a tomb there's no tombs found in the pyramids really i thought that's what it was we were taught when we were kids that oh it's an it's a tomb to the pharaoh and blah 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 no tomb was ever found in these pyramids i don't know if that's true where was where was tutankhamun's uh grave found it was it was definitely in a grave site like outside not uh, connected to any pyramids he didn't have any kind of big i remember okay so i remember as a kid uh about uh watching something about um king tut and how he had there is this um what is the name of something it's a um a curse there's a curse oh, upon yeah. discovering his <laughs> uh his body opening the tomb and yeah. people would like die years later right i mean you know uh that's what happens to humans they die right years later (laughs) (laughs) but he had but these people were dying in mysterious ways and whatnot and essentially i think it was like a national geographic uh yeah it was a national geographic special i remember that when zach baggins the host we're gonna find. We're gonna go into the tomb. Oh, King Tut, man! Zach Baggins of uh, Ghost Adventures. Yeah. I loved. I I stand by Ghost Adventures. Whoa. It's fun. What was that? Whoa. Oh my god! Did you see that? Can we go back to the uh? What was it? Alpha Centauri. Yes. Okay. Let's go back to that. So there's a whole lot of hunter gatherer societies that can look at constellations and pick them out, yes. and they can pick them out like. And other than that, established societies, the Mayans had. Like these, this is so crazy. They had these pyramids where the the whole thing was built and the window was angled so that at like 7 p.m. on the equinox, the whole room would light up. They had mm. to know the exact rotation yeah. of all of that. And there are actually African societies that can. Now, there's a debate of did they learn this from Arab traders or French colonizers? But I think it's in Niger, I want to say. I'm not sure what. Maybe it's Chad. But. There's a there's a nomadic people who can pick out like different moons of oh man no I, I want to say Songhai but I don't think it's the Songhai it's with an S I've never um, heard of, yeah. this is, they also have uh, maybe images of Faso. rocket ships but there images of rocket ships yes and they're, and airplanes is it the Sanufo people like on these cave walls 
No, in their structures. It's Ancient a- man didn't just live in caves, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You know, cavemen. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I'm trying to. I, I'm like. I'm. I'm just curious here. I, like I, the reason I am so scared of the ancient astronaut theory. I, if it's like a silly thing to have. A, it's a fun thing to. Have. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. a fun thought experiment. It's, it's and I don't mean to be like a buzzkill, but it's such a like vindicating, empowering thing to know that like humans that far back could do that, right? Right. And like I agree with people that. in a desert terraformed it. That's like what the early agriculture of Egypt was. They were like terraforming and shaping the landscape. Like when when people feel like they can't change their world, we got to remember that people 30,000 years ago were permanently altering the environment, you mm-hmm. know, and not only for the worse, like for the better. Yeah. Terraforming is like not just this new yeah, weird, scary yeah. thing. Also, um, was wood scarce in Egypt living in a desert? Yeah. Yeah, it was much more common to build with stone or clay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, they lived near the Nile. Every civilization was near water. Okay. You know, okay. Which I'm going to bring up right now. Atlantis. <laughs> so Plato wrote about Atlantis. He said there was a great civilization that was destroyed by a flood. Uh, at his time, I believe it was, uh, let's just say 800 years ago. Mm-hmm. If you go back to his time when he wrote that... Then go back again 800 years. That was when... Well, Plato was around over 2,000 years ago. I think 2,300 years ago. Okay. So then, much earlier. The point is, is that uh, the date that he is referring to coincides of the Younger Dryas impact uh, when a comet hit the Earth, ended the Ice Age, there was a mass flooding, and given what I just said, that civilizations are around coasts, coastlines, the sea levels rose, so that means there's mass flooding, which means cities would have gotten swallowed up, civilizations that were either on islands or near the sea, underwater. That's why a lot of civilizations are now lost to time because they're, they're at the bottom of the ocean, and we can't really investigate there because it's hard. It's easier just to go to like a desert or a jungle and like, you know, scrape up dirt rather than, okay, we need a scuba dive. We need to go in there and find stuff. So Atlantis was probably a real place that was swallowed up by the rising tides of the Ice Age ending. I never knew that there was another impact that essentially wiped away the Ice Age. So there's so there was this younger Dryas event, but it was actually much further 12,800 years ago. Okay. Yeah, it was like, it was way before the ancient Greeks were writing even. The ancient Greeks didn't start writing until, I don't know what it was, like, it, it, was, it wasn't very much longer before their classical period. There was a Greek Dark Age, there was Linear A and B, but even that wasn't 10,000 years back. I don't even think it was, I don't even think it was 5,000 BC. It could have been a reset on humanity. We could have had this well, but there's truth ancient, to the there, there's yeah. truth to Atlantis in that uh, there was a Lebanese city that was actually sort of out in the bay, and it's now submerged in the bay. Um, starts with a T. Uh, it's majority Shiite in southern Lebanon. Um, I met someone from there. It's they they have pillars in the bay. It's I should Tyre Tyre. Okay, have you guys heard of Tyre, Lebanon? Look at this. This is in their bay. You're talking this about is the Lebanese old great. Oh, okay. Oh my God. So you know, okay. They have these great palace columns tipped mm. over underwater in the bay. The whole thing got knocked away by a by a storm. And you could see this in the ancient world for miles. It was crazy. The the this this half underwater city. So there is truth to that. The other thing is that the Crimean Sea, which is, you know, near Greece, is where Ukraine and Russia are fighting right now, all of that, it did experience probably mass flooding conditions in a very brief amount of time, like few decades, maybe a few centuries at the end of the ice age when it melted. Mm -hmm. It was, it was the, the estimate was that they like, I don't know, it grew by like, I think 200% the size of the Crimean sea. Maybe that's an exaggeration. Maybe it was 50%. I don't know. It was a divisor or two, multiple of two, but it was a considerable difference in um 
in the structure of it. And there would be a sort of, there would possibly be a cultural history because the Indo-Europeans who the Greeks descended from are thought to originate in the Donbass, which is on the Crimean Sea. It's right where the war is happening. It's Donetsk and Luhansk in the modern day Ukraine and Russian area. Is your mind blown, Diego? I I'm I'm uh, I think my next question is is that what out of these Atlantean kind of uh, out of Atlantis have we picked out anything that has you know we talk about how ancient Egyptians creating the pyramids and my next question is what did we get from Atlantis? What did we learn about you know something different that they had done like their culture? Yes. We don't know because what the ancient astronaut, I mean, the ancient astronaut theory purports is that extraterrestrials came to Earth and taught us things. And then that shaped our the way we evolved our technology, our civilizations, even humans themselves. Mm. But what I think is more likely to have happened is there was an ancient civilization that was advanced, whether it was Atlantean or something else. That was a, either a, a seafaring civilization, a global civilization that went to all these different places around the oh, world yeah, okay, and taught them technology, taught them things. How come there's pyramids all over the <laughs> fucking planet? Oh, so okay. like there's like breadcrumbs of like, OK, we're seeing the same symbols all around the world. We're seeing like these things like this kind of points towards there was some sort of great civilization that was wiped out somehow. Maybe twelve thousand eight hundred years ago, when the com- comet hit the Earth, ended the uh, ended the ice no. age. So, and then that kind of like reset humanity, and then we had to start again. Okay, and then that's when we got like you know Herodotus and all that stuff in ancient Greece. <laughs> that's just my theory. Is I think it's more to speak about how similar humanity is, right? Like. Like, I don't like what would collective consciousness. Well, I mean, Mm. like more, more disappointing than that in a way of like, like what is the biggest kind of building any society can build first? Like, isn't it kind of a stack that looks really stylized? A giant penis. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's, it's, I think, uh, I'm sorry. Go go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, I just kind of think about design, you know, it's, (laughs) um, it's, you know, when we think about, um, when we think about the golden ratio, right, yeah. and how it's also seen in nature, it's probably within human nature to come up with the same thought, same gut, you know, same like um, same reaction to something. Yeah. And within the thought of everyone thinking the same is born those that want to, you know push against the grain, think outside the box. Mm -hmm. And that just starts propagating more and more that happens out of mastery. Right. So, you know, when everybody, when a teacher asks a question, everybody says, you know, maybe when they're, when they're younger, when they're developing minds, they say everything, everybody says, you know, the answer at once and whether it is they're right or wrong, it shows that we all are just kind of thinking towards that same question. How do we do this thing? And, you know, when we're thinking about how the ancient Egyptians essentially had the pyramid line up with the Star of Giza, it says, how can we put uh, how and the um, and the was it the mines that you had said that had light yeah, shown in? Yeah. yeah. So like it's essentially how do we pay homage to our um, you know, to our higher up and they knew, you know, elevation going up. And it's like, okay, go up to a high point and then where, and then in an artistic representation of connecting with their upper beings, you know? So. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's that. I think it's also the invention of upper beings. Like the idea that the world goes from being all this stuff that moves and you don't know what's alive and what isn't, you don't know what is a soul and what doesn't. And then you end up with this really, sort of detailed idea of the world, which then necessitates something even more detailed to explain it, you know? What I liked about 65 million is that it had the elements of like a good movie. Yeah. It made you imagine a good movie. Yes. I was like, uh, you know, we have 
essentially humanoids, humanity, yeah. discovering Earth. Oh, there's dinosaurs. This was 65 million years ago. It's like, oh, you can like do a lot of different stories based mm-hmm. on that premise. And what we got was the shallowest version of it. And it's just <laughs> so disappointing. Yeah, like I, I didn't fault the premise, but no delivery, I guess. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's vehicle. Just, yeah. Yeah. It 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 just wasn't really it was a lot of CG. It wasn't really believable, you know. Mm-hmm. Um it the I think the only practical effects part was like Adam Driver and his wound. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was makeup. Yeah, yeah. It was good. It looked good. Yeah. Yeah. Looked like a wound. Mm-hmm. They should have had him get wounded more, you know? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, it was just video game logic. Again, banged up, and then there's no consequences for that. And they always get by away, the, like you said. Yeah, by the end of it, I was just like, what are they going to do now? There's right. not really an internal set of logic for the story. You know? No, not at all. Yeah. Like... With um with this movie, let's get off the fence. Because, like, <laughs> do you think this movie would have been better if it was a low-budget film? Because, like, before we even watched this movie, you mentioned Prospect. And Prospect mm-hmm. is, like, a micro-budget movie. And yet, it is infinitely better than this because it focused in on the relationship between Pedro Pascal saving a little girl and it's like the backdrop of space. Yeah. I think this came down to bad directing and bad editing. I don't know. Maybe bad even script. bad writing, which yeah. is, I guess adds up to bad storytelling because right. writing, directing and editing is storytelling. Yeah. There wasn't, there was no heart, you know, yeah. there's no connection between right. um, Adam driver and the, and the little girl. So do you think it would have been better this premise? Mm-hmm in the hands of like an indie director and not like a big <laughs> studio. Like when you said that, I thought of Wes Anderson <laughs> first. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been an interesting movie. Yeah. It would have been yeah. very oddly whimsical. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Bill Murray in 65. Yeah. There's more of these bugs guys. Like, <laughs> Oh no. The whimsical dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Adrian <They're>... Brody plays. <laughs> They're all like Jim Henson practical effects, you know. Like, See, that would be an interesting movie. That would be a great mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be a memorable movie. But yeah. what we got was generic movie. Yeah, or Scorsese, where it's a cross between like silence and like, you know, some like lonely scene of a gangster movie, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, this could have been done. I don't know. I feel like the directors needed to like. I don't know, care more or like, that's not fair. Like, I don't know, hone their, hone their awareness of storytelling. I would say the only people that cared was probably the visual effects artists because like, yeah, agree. Cause like the sci-fi stuff was pretty cool. I mean, the dinosaurs didn't look like complete shits. They, they were well, modeled. They, well, they kind the of, animation was nice. I thought they looked worse than the first Jurassic park. movie. Well, the first Jurassic park movie was just phenomenal because they, but combined it was 30 practical, years ago. Yeah. Because like you have the practical puppets. That's yeah. the first thing you see. Oh, and yeah, then yeah, the yeah, next yeah, yeah. frame is like CGI. So like it's blending. So like you remember the practical, even though you're seeing the CGI creature, like it's just genius special effects. What we have here is just full CGI. Yeah. Full CGI. And I've seen worse. I've seen Birdemic. I've seen Sharknado. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It could have been maybe a lot worse. This is, maybe this is award winning compared to Birdemic. <laughs> like if it was very cold, like I, I guess yeah. like prosthetics have that warm, flashy, like feels real. Yeah. I think of like yes. cult films that were like kind of trash, but fun to watch like UHF with weird Al Yankovic, yeah. like mm-hmm. where obviously they cared about the movie, even if they didn't know what they were doing. Like, right. yeah, I didn't, it, there wasn't really love in it. It felt like, yeah. like, or maybe there was just misdirection and it didn't come through. I don't know. I think it was just, let's make a vehicle. So people will go to the movies again. What do people like? Dinosaurs, spaceships. Yeah. Oh man, uh, let's put Kylo Ren in it. Mm. People will go, and nobody wins. Yeah, because it's appealed to absolutely nobody. Yeah, it's it's just sad. 
So I think it would have been better if it feels like an indie film. The yeah. Wes Anderson made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a, Bill Murray, another yes. fucking dinosaur. <laughs> I think honestly, yeah, maybe it's like a Netflix film is like in the sense of like a streaming film. Because I felt like it was when we were kind of positively heckling at it. Yeah. It was fun. Like it felt like it was. It it made it more interactive to be to just like be silly about it the whole time. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Sometimes some movies, you know, you watch it and like you you want to laugh at it. You want to like just express yourself towards it. I just felt that way towards this movie because I just the uh, the tension didn't quite like. It just felt yeah, you like had to it was, watch it like you were watching hairspray. Like, yeah, I was like, get on with it. And then the and then it happens, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it feels like you could say something and time it perfectly. Um, and it would just be I don't know. It would just be hilarious or something. Yeah. Cause I just kind of think too, is that um I don't know, Adam Driver's attempt of like he just didn't really seem like a warm dad. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. I wasn't really super sold on it. I had never seen him act that badly before. Mm-hmm. I think it's just down to bad direction. He's just working with what the directors told him to do. Or the producers like cuffed them and wait, weren't they the producers too? Sam Raimi was the producer. I don't think the directors produced it. Okay. I don't think Sam Raimi was like, no, that's your budget. Fuck you. He was probably, I don't know. Maybe he was, who knows? You who know? knows? Yeah. Everyone wants money. Yeah, like with this film, God, like it just it blows my mind that Sony was like, okay, let's put a red box quality film <laughs> in theaters, and they expected to make money off of it. Like, in case you guys were wondering whether or not Netflix is the same as theaters, here's a Netflix film in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be, yeah, like, not that, this isn't the only movie that, quite frankly, is kind of like that, if you ask me. I think Marvel movies are kind of, well, now they direction. are. Yeah, they've gotten, let's just shovel the shit in, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah, I mean, they're, but, you know, comics come out often, right? So I guess it's, in a weird way, if they have the amount of money to do it, it's kind of like that same Oh, they're all about style. the movies now. I don't think the comics make anything compared no, to No, but that. taking that no, same pro- model of like churning out um, issue after mm-hmm. issue. Yeah, that's essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, yep, in, de- in yep. defense of the Marvel movies, they actually like get index cards and a storyboard and keep track of where all the characters are going. They yeah, do it like that. in an office in a very corporate sort of setting, but they do it. You know, oh, I yeah. uh, did that happen here? I don't think it did. <laughs> like, no. Dinosaurs, spaceships. That's all we need. Let's do it. They discover Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, boys. My final question. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Would you recommend 65 million years ago, mankind discovered Earth? Is that the move. full name of it? No, it's just 65. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's that title screen we all saw. <laughs> yeah, we know we all saw it. We We're all like, saw it. what the fuck? Why would they do this? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it was just in case you haven't figured it out yet. We're on Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would you recommend this movie? Uh, if you want to like. Like Diego said, like it's an entertain. Like if you throw popcorn at the screen and yeah. you're a menace, like in the theater, go see it. That that's what I would say. Yeah, it's a post um early evening drinks with friends kind of movie where you're just kind of like, oh, let's just throw this on and just yeah, it's like you're gonna banter, drink a lot, but it's banter a with it. Yeah, but yeah, it's a it's a uh, it's it's a it's a drinking movie. For sure. So, um, so I I don't think I don't think it's my favorite movie, but you know we gave it a shot. It was a good time. <laughs> we and I enjoyed it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like it. I see where your head is at. Like, oh, this is like a fun movie to watch with friends. But like, there's so many better movies to do oh. that with. Like, I feel like the really good ones are still intense, though. Like Children of Men, where you're just like, oh, I'm crying. Oh, like, right. Yes. But, like, honestly, I'm not the biggest fan of The Fast and the Furious. I'm not a fan of that. I, I would rather watch a Fast love. and the Furious movie. No. In the same that is my guilty pleasure. Like, the, yeah. like, 5 through 11 are good. When The Rock came four. in. Dude, I'm going to no, watch. Vin Diesel started writing. 
he he's like a D he was a Dungeons and Dragons DM yeah. and he started writing the movies in the style that he like designed the campaigns. Like, at least that's what I heard. Maybe that's an urban legend, but I know he was a DM and I know he started writing the movies and it's not a big jump, you know? Well, all right. <laughs> so I guess uh, none of us liked this movie. It wasn't a very good movie. Oh no. God, it was, no. this was, I mean, the movie ended credits were rolling and I was like, well, that sucked. <laughs> yeah yeah because we saw that last scene you know the last scene of like the time time lapse to humanity yeah oh, I was like, no. they did the frick fucking uh gangs of new york. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it would be gangs in new york the dinosaurs <laughs> that was <laughs> Oh man! Like, God damn it! And kind of some of the footage, like the that ending credits, reminded me of like a Nat Geo dinosaurs. <laughs> like this is what? But what were they? <laughs> yeah, like, but it's odd to think. Yeah, that eighteen million years ago, that millions of yeah. yeah, that millions ago, that dinosaurs now used to walk the earth. That yeah, they walk today. North Dakota was quite different eighteen million years ago. It should have been uh, fucking Adam Driver's skull time lapse and then it disappeared. <laughs> That's how you do it. Oh, okay. no. Yeah. Yeah. Of course not. Or they're both found and they're like skeletons and they both like hid in the last tent or whatever and died. And, and like, then they found them. Yeah. Archaeological because, dig. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of oh. mad that like Adam Driver didn't at least create like a pyramid like when he was creating a <laughs> fire but he didn't make it like and he's like oh now it's a pyramid and then he's looking up and then he looks up into the stars because it's a reference yeah because yeah. it's referenced because the pyramid is, is pointed to alpha he centauri his, he leaves instructions yeah. that are all pictorial for building a boiler and an integrated circuit and like everything to rebuild the industrial i mean we did get the uh the younger uh female character uh, we, we don't even the... know her name, do we? No. Yeah. She doesn't have a name. Oh, oh yeah. No, really? I'm sure she has a name, but she didn't speak English. Oh, Either. man. She, sp- she spoke some star language we didn't know. Not even Adam Driver knew it. He's yeah. teaching her English the whole movie. He was pissed off. We run him. now. Yeah, yeah. I, when he did move i was like so move means hand push <laughs> like what the hell does that mean like yeah that that's not know. even like there's different cultures that have different like move and come here gestures you know? i know that's what i was like that's just like not a universal thing like that doesn't know yeah, no. yeah. this movie is not a universal thing mm. <laughs> no one's liking it maybe that's a universal thing was it made by universal no it was made by sony oh so it's not even universal. Ah, hey. <laughs> All right, guys. Are you ready to wrap this up? We are. Yes. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Next time we actually Take have to time. do a good movie. Yeah. We owe it to the fans. <laughs> <laughs> Either Citizens Kane. I mean, oh, God damn it. Citizen Kane. <laughs> or Ivan's Childhood. Cool. Oh, Ivan's Childhood. Is better than Citizen Kane? I have Oh, seen... easily. That would be my argument. Oh, 100%. Ooh. I don't I mean, even think that's a hot take. I think that's like lukewarm under a heat lamp, you know. <laughs> Dude, I've never seen Citizen Kane. I've heard great things about it. It's like seeing the Statue of Liberty. You're like, yeah, that was important. And uh, like, I don't know. You know what, man? I went to NYC. <laughs> I saw the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. So take me to the, the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> now you can punch the America card. Fine. Now you can punch like the cinema. Yeah, let me. Card. Yeah, bro. Let me punch my ticket. <laughs> he wants that free sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, now all we we'll can go think to pop of bellies it. afterwards. You know? Polar Express. <laughs> yeah, I saw Citizen Kane and Greed. Where's my free cookie? <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, it's been real. Yeah. All right. See you. Bye. See you. That's it for this time on the Syndicate. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Keep the conversation going by adding us on Instagram and Letterboxed at Syndicate. Or join the Discord server where you can catch Armand along other podcasters and listeners at syndicate.com slash discord. And until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Goodbye.